0: Hey, it's Bob Stauffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex.
0: Service for all brands of print equipment in your office?
2: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio 630 Chat. It one thirty-five at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer live out at the Crude Oil Country Championship presented by ACON. We are at the Petroleum Golf and Country Club. We've had uh, Colin Campbell on today's show, former oiler Cam, uh, Cam Connor. Those two were teammates uh, way back when in 1979-80. Again, Colin Campbell coming into Edmonton as part of the Center Ice Summit, which will all be in conjunction with the Holika Gretzky Tournament. Uh, tickets available for that at uh, Edmonton Oilers, uh, dot com, And you can come down here for uh, uh, the Syncrude Oil Country Championship. It's $20 uh, for a day pass. Uh, today is the opening uh, round of the tournament. Alright, uh, we are pleased to be joined. Uh, just, I mentioned before we went to break, because I'm going to tie this in and it's going to have our next guest chuckling. I said that there was a uh, uh, an, an ad that ran at Edmonton a number of years ago for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders that they uh, uh, walk among us. Uh, and This text comes in out of Edmonton. Hi, uh, Bob. Uh, yes, rider fans walk among us at least have the decency to zip up your fly and put your shoes on the right feet and all i can tell you is that on some days i've had challenges uh, remembering uh, which shoe was going on which foot but that's for an entirely different reason uh and speaking of walking among us uh no longer allowed apparently to walk at ottawa red blacks practices is our next guest rod peterson rod how you do it
1: Bobby, you got all the jokes today. Yeah, you do have me chuckling. That's right. I expect this normally out of Calgary when we come in there, not Edmonton. We usually well get the royal treatment when we come in here.
0: You know, here's the deal. Uh, they think so much of your knowledge of the game in Ottawa that they didn't want you watching their walkthrough. Do you buy that one?
1: <laughs> I'll take anything. I'll take anything. <laughs> you know what? All part of what's been a crazy season for the Riders, ups and downs. Some involves me. Most of it doesn't. But uh, just happy to be here for a football game, Bob. And sorry I'll miss you that you're out at the golf tournament, but it's always fun, definitely fun coming to Edmonton
0: for games, that's for sure. All right. Is what's it like? I mean, as I mean, you're you're the biggest media personality from a sports perspective in that province, and uh, the writers are, you know, and I mean, I, I'm going back to my days calling, you know, Golden Bears games in the late '90s and early 2000s, and uh, we'd go into Saskatchewan, and this was really well. I guess the Rams had the one really good year of Darrell Leeson, but uh, you know, the the Huskies program with Brian Towers was special. Football is a special entity in the province of Saskatchewan, isn't it?
1: It is. I say it often. There's a million people in the province and a million different opinions on how the team should be run. Uh, But uh, the fun thing for me is when you get up every morning, you're doing a job that means something to people. And that's covering this team and following this team and calling their games. They're not necessarily all on board with Chris Jones, necessarily. But they'll all be on pins and needles tonight watching and listening to this football game. And it's three and three. But a lot of ups and downs, a lot of strife and adversity for this team. It just seems like Edmonton should be further ahead than they are at 4-2. and two. A win tonight ties the two teams. It seems, seems like things have gone a lot more smoothly for the Eskimos than they have for the Riders so far this year.
0: Well, it, I mean, an argument can be... I don't think it's an argument anymore. Uh, Rod, uh, the Oilers have the best player in the NHL. At least that's what the players think, because he's been voted the Tandalindsay Award winner the last two years. Is Mike Riley the best player in the Canadian Football League?
1: oh, there's, there's no two ways about it. And I was anxious to get to the stadium yesterday here and chat with Dwayne Mendruziak, and everybody knows his name, and we talked about Mike Riley, compared him to past Eskimo quarterbacks, and uh, he said he's got the skills Riley does of Warren Moon, he's got the leadership abilities of Tom Wilkinson, and Ricky Ray's name never came up, and I know that he's a hero here, but Mike Riley, by the time he's all said and done, may go down as the best of all of them, and he's certainly not showing any slowing down going
0: into this game tonight. Yeah, uh, well, it's interesting because he is an unrestricted free agent, and you know that Ed Hervey's now out in B.C., so Brock Sunderland, uh, you know, they might have some work to do. The Eskimos, the Eskimos, uh, for years, it was called the Campbell Football League, as you know, um, and it's it's a different CFL now. I would actually, I mean, i, I got to tell you, the Eskimos are 4-2, and, and I've watched every game, and I haven't been overly impressed that they're sitting there with a 4-2 record. Um but you tell me about the the, the consistently inconsistent Saskatchewan Roughriders. Like, what's the issue so far with Chris Jones' uh, team? And you got some time here to explain it, so it doesn't just have to be one thing.
1: Well, it's just uh, I don't personally think there's a lot of problems. They've weathered a storm, a considerable storm that's missing Zach Calero's for most of the season. You know, they brought right. him off the six-game injured list two weeks early to play tonight. And start, but if you took Mike Wiley off the Eskimos, I think they struggle. If you took Bo Levi Mitchell off the Stamps, I think they struggle. Riders managed to pilot their way through that stretch without Zach Caleros to be three and three and within striking distance of second place, and they've beaten some good teams uh, in the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Brandon Bridge beat them in back-to-back games. So there's that, and then. I know there's a lot of Ryder fans listening right now because they've told me they're going to be listening, and they know that Nick Marshall, who nobody knows, he's a star rookie corner, uh, broke his hand in the first game, and that's what forced him to flip Deron Carter over to defense. So he spent five games there. So for the first time since week one, Deron Carter's on offense. Zach Caleros is back. Um, the t- it's like the team's been hit with major turbulence there, and then the, you know, the release of Jerome Messam this week, got a lot of people talking. And of course, he's facing a criminal charge. That's what I'm saying. Injuries, distractions. It never seems to go smoothly, Bob, in Saskatchewan. Ever. But a win tonight with quite a lot of people. And I, and I like their chances. I mean, I watched Zach since practice this week. He looks fantastic. Apparently, he's been telling Chris Jones he's been ready to come back for the last two weeks. But Jones wouldn't put him out there until he was confident that Zach's 100%. And, Bob, He's a really good player. He may not be in Mike Riley's stratosphere, but Yet. he's the guy that... Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, We'll see what happens tonight. But I know Chris Jones felt that Zach Caleros is the last linchpin to get this team to be a Great Cup contender into the Great Cup game and a championship. That's how much Chris Jones thinks of Zach Caleros. And he spoke here yesterday about trying to defend Zach when Jones was running the Eskimos. And they had all kinds of problems with him. So if you ask what has caused the problems in Ryderville, if there have been some. It's been the injury to your franchise player, and I think any team would say that if they lost their top guy.
0: One of the things that Chris Jones did really well at Edmonton uh is we're joined by Rod Peterson, a longtime play by play voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Bob Stoffer with you and Oilers now, live at the Syncrude Crude Oil Country Championship presented by ACON. One of the things that Jones did is there was a plethora, incredible depth uh, they're now called internationals, but uh, of import players. When Chris was when Chris was here, the Eskimos had playmakers on defense, and you know that can change momentum at any time during the course of the game. Has has he? taken that with him to Saskatchewan has he been able to, to to find guys that have been real difference makers and not necessarily have to I mean I'm serious about this the Eskimos defense scored a bunch the last uh, year You know when the Eskimos won that Grey Cup in 2015 so has that been a uh, part and parcel of what Chris has brought to Saskatchewan
1: well for sure they've scored four defensive touchdowns already this year and I was just going through my deep prep, what we do when we get ready for a game, and I'm looking at this rider roster. And, again, these names not, might not mean a lot to a, to uh, Eskimo fans, but Sam McLaughlin, a rookie who – well, he's not a rookie now. He's in his third year, but he came out of Texas Tech. He's leading the team coming in tonight in tackles, tackle for losses, and knockdowns. This is not a grab-bag, knee-jerk regime here with Chris Jones. He's built it. His coaches told me he wanted to build it solidly from the ground up. Like he tried to do in Edmonton before he left but he had his success there it's a defense first football team and you talk about building he brought Willie Jefferson over from Edmonton he brought over Eddie Steele brought over Ulta Foster for a time he know he trusts his guys he loves his guys and when an injury occurs he's not going to be out trying to sign some agent vet some CFL neophyte he is uh He's going with his own guys and showing trust in them. So that's what he's trying to build in Saskatchewan. And I think they might be a little behind schedule. I mean, this is year three, Bob. You know, they lost in the East Final last year. He felt the only thing they were missing was that marquee quarterback. He didn't have a Mike Riley when he got to Saskatchewan. Right. He's got him now in in Zach Caleros. So this it is kind of going according to plan for Chris Jones. But Caleros was that last piece. That's why we're all very excited to see what this team brings tonight. And I'm just so impressed by Zach. I mean, on the flight over here, when, you know, guys are jacking around and being young men, Zach's got his headphones in. He's focused. He's determined. You know he's already thinking about the game. He doesn't buy into that stuff. He's serious like a Mike Riley, and he's a leader. So if you look at Mike Riley versus Zach Caleros tonight, that is a heck of a matchup.
0: You know, I have a theory, uh, Rod, when it comes to – well, it's, it's a bit of a generalization, but my experience has been either through, you know, we had some uh, great coaches come from Saskatchewan. Uh, Rob Dom uh, was out of Saskatchewan, got put in the Wall of Fame at the U of A today. Uh, Terry and Laurie Eisler, uh, Laurie has been the volleyball coach at the U of A for a number of years. And then in hockey, you know, we had Todd Nelson and, uh, and now Todd McClellan. And there, there's something about the work ethic of people from Saskatchewan. And the other thing about Todd McClellan is he totally gets the Edmonton market because he's Western Canadian. Football's a different sport, especially when you're having, uh, you know, American coaches have different personalities. And Chris Jones has a pretty direct personality. How has, how has he fit into that market uh, in Regina?
1: Well, I think pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed Jason Moss's quotes yesterday saying that when he and Jones uh, worked together, there was no time for fishing or hunting because Jones is all business, all football. That's what Chris Jones is but he hasn't really fit in. I'd be lying if I told you he had, because two reasons. He cut all their heroes. Weston Dressler quits, gets slapped. John Chick traded away. Darian yep. Durant, there's a lot of people that still don't forgive him for that. And they say they'll never forgive him for that, even if he wins a string of great Cups. So that's their problem, not Chris Jones. And the other thing I hear, because I'm out talking to the fans you know, daily, traveling around the province speaking at banquets, is they say that he's cold. He's cold. Never takes the shades off. He is cold. You know, he'd, he'd be a great assassin. You know, again, <laughs> he's all business. But, you yeah. know they say he's not folksy, he's not down to work. And I said, no, 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 he's all those things. I said, he's more Mayberry than Andy Griffith and Barney Fife put together. He's down home. But that's when he gets down home, back in Tennessee. In Saskatchewan, it's all football 24 hours a day trying to build a champion. And the ironic thing is he said at the day he was hired, he wants to win championships for that province because he thinks Rider fans deserve championships. He feels they haven't gotten what they deserve over the years. So that's all he thinks about is winning. And it's funny you bring up Hugh Campbell. I always said, even though I didn't like the way he was fast and loose with salaries and, and all the rest, and outbidding teams, you know, Hughie stayed up at night trying to find ways to get an edge how to win and he did win that's what Chris Jones is trying to do same thing there's just a lot more restrictions on him now in terms of salary cap And now the coaching salary cap is coming into for next year which Jones does not like at all and I don't blame him but right. um, he's his, trying his best to build a winner
0: well, if they had a coaching salary cap uh, in U Sports, uh, Lavelle Rouget-Or would be in a little bit of trouble. Uh, but uh, one final one for you, and we've talked about this before. You know, Jordan Eberle, former Regina Pat. Uh, I know Sam Steele out of Sherwood Park was uh, the captain of the Pats this year. They host the Memorial Cup. But I just want to ask you, in the province of Saskatchewan, because you deal with this on a daily basis, are there more calls about the orders? Or more calls about the Calgary Flames. Is there more interest uh, with with Edmonton or with Calgary? I
1: can stop you. I can stop you right there. It's still an Oilers town, and by far. I mean that's what people want to talk about. That's who all my friends here for. The Edmonton orders. Maybe it's because they're my age. Um, right. I know my friends with the Winnipeg Jets are saying, "How come we don't have more fans in Saskatchewan?" I said, "Try winning. That helps." But we're all brought up in in that order regime of the 80s. And then, of course, now with Jordan, when he was with the orders, there was that. And uh, I was an order fan until they traded Gretzky. And I was just thinking flying in here, Bob. It's coming up on 30 years. Maybe I should get over it.
0: Well, it wasn't the Gretzky trade. It was the Gretzky sale. And uh, you know what? Uh, I'm not even sure if Bruce McNall had real money. The, the, uh, the Eskimos did before there was an SMS system. And, you know, they used other organizations as an incubator for Canadian talent and then just bought them away in free agency. And as you know, Rod, you're only as good as your worst Canadian, right? That's part and parcel to success. So, Can I uh, ask you one last question? I'll try to answer.
1: Janet Jones go. wanted out of yeah out of Edmonton so she could go to L A and make more movies. How many movies did she make after nineteen
0: eighty? I don't I don't buy till this day that she had. I, I absolutely <laughs> yeah. Well, there's uh, add that one too. The conspiracy theories out there. And one day I'll tell you a story about Oliver Stone. On another front, Rod, have a great oh. time tonight of the game, and uh, we'll touch base down the road. Thanks for joining us in orders now. Good talking to you. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Rod Peterson, the play-by-play voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. What a show, and it's uh, going to continue. Uh, Darcy Anik is with uh, Lynx Marketing. She's basically putting this tournament on, and we're going to get her thoughts on the Syncrude Oil Country Championship presented by Acon when we return on Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place, proamsports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB or more ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail, fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca.
1: This is Oilers Now
0: with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Ched. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from the Crude Oil Country Championship presented by ACON. We are at the Petroleum Golf and Country Club. We'll tell you that the best pizza in the city is still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original uh, Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. 48 years, Royal Pizza has been Edmonton-owned and operated. The Stoffer Recommendations Mediterranean Chicken. And at Royal Pizza, everything is real. It's old-school, big-boy pizza. Darcy Ennick is here. She runs this tournament. She's with Lynx Market. Darcy, you do an event in Vancouver, uh, an event in Calgary, and the uh, Oil Country Championship, and Syncrude and Acon have been aboard for all three years. Uh, first of all, uh, maybe explain to people, if you could, kind of what your role entails.
2: Sure. Well, um, so I'm the tournament director here in Edmonton, and so we do everything from uh, recruiting the volunteers. We have over 315 volunteers that are here, plus 85 caddies. So we we do the recruiting, we do the training, um, and handle all the operations on site in terms of everything that we need to make this event run. And then we work with the Oilers Entertainment Group, who really own the event and uh, as the promoter, and we work with the sponsors to help bring sponsors on and make sure that their brand and activations and all the rest are on site here. So,
0: And sometimes you get surprises like when a storm blows through and knocks all your tents out.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Last night there were two cells that were coming together and we were actually, I was on site still waiting for a fuel truck to come and uh, fill up our generators and uh, it was the calm before the storm as they say and this wind came in, these two cells collided and we had three tents that were satellited and um, all the rest. So, we, um, uh, Scott Hippie, the, the GM out here, and Kyle Boyd, the he- uh, head pro, the three of us headed out onto the course and did some damage inventory to see what we had to repair for morning. And we're good to go.
0: Good to go. Today's day one. Uh, if people want to come down. How much is it? Uh, it's twenty dollars a day. Is that right?
2: Yeah, twenty dollars uh, for a, for a day pass. And children fourteen and under are free.
0: Okay. And we've. Uh, I know the last couple of years, Saturdays and Sundays have been fairly well attended. So you're looking forward to that happening here at the Patrolling Club as well.
2: Absolutely. And we're hoping for some some good weather from Mother Nature,
0: and which will play a big part of it. It's a terrific event. Thanks for coming town and uh, joining us here on Oilers Now.
2: You bet. Thanks That's, for having me.
0: You bet. That's Darcy Enick, and that wraps up the Thursday edition of Oilers now. I'd like to thank Sean May uh, from the uh, Edmonton Oilers organization for helping uh, Be My Wrangler for the last uh, couple hours as well as our engineer, Grant Ransom, who gets us on the air. Uh, We'll be back at her tomorrow. Tomorrow's show is fluid at this time, Uh, but uh, I know that uh, we'll have more guests from the Syncrude Oil Country Championship presented by ACON tomorrow and uh, more guests uh, hockey-wise from uh, the upcoming Holenka Gretzky tournament including some people from Hockey Canada talk about the makeup of Canada's team we got an Eskimo game tonight Pre-game shows at 6 kickoff 8 o'clock Morley Scott Dave Campbell uh, Brendan Allard cast of thousands up next a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell followed by the 6.30 Jet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross so long everybody from Oilers Now
1: now with Bob offer. Brought to you by Digitex.
2: Service for all brands
1: of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.